With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At 1.42 a.m. Eastern Time, the Penguins and Kings officially completed a trade that sends Jeff Carter to Pittsburgh for conditional third and fourth round picks, along with Los Angeles hanging on to half of Carter's $5.2 million salary this season and next. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way every weekday morning bright and early. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. That's It's done. It's official. Depending on what state, if any, you were aware of the talks and the various reports out of Canada and whatever that were going on through the night, it's done. Uh, completely done. And the Penguins now have a player who is pretty much all of the things that you would want given their existing need. And yet, at the same time, I swear I'm left with more questions right now than answers. And that's coming from someone who's been really thinking hard about what these guys, Ron Hextall and Brian Burke, would or even should do at the deadline. Bearing in mind, they might not be done. The league's deadline, of course, is at 3 p.m. today. There was a ton of activity with a lot of different teams yesterday and well into last night, heck, into this morning which leads me to believe that you'll see even more coming today and right through the afternoon. I would strongly suspect that the Penguins will continue looking for some kind of fighter type. I'm not in favor of that. And whenever the false alarm emerged yesterday that they had acquired or were close to acquiring Nick Delorier from the Ducks, I had the same reaction that most people had, like, what? But that doesn't mean they won't do it. I, I really think they're still going to try to find somebody who can be that kind of wild card, even if they never suit up. That's kind of become the new thing now with enforcer types, is that you get them on your roster, you know that they can play and whatever else, but the other team just knows that at some point or other you might dress that guy. Again, I'm not subscribing to it. I'm just saying that I think it might still happen. Carter's the guy. Carter's obviously the main guy. You don't 
give up something that you really didn't want to give up and had stated that you didn't want to give up, meaning draft picks, for that player at age 36, unless that's your thing. You're not doing more than one of that. And the question now becomes, even after whatever else it might be that Hextall and Burke would acquire between now and 3 o'clock, what do you do with him? What do you do with Jeff Carter at this stage of his career? What does it do for all your forward lines? What does it add? What might it potentially subtract? I, I, I have questions. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. Monthly cost of your cable bill is probably over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels. You get free DVR. There's no such thing as installation. There's no contracts you can cancel any time. If I haven't already sold you on it, it comes with AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, which I know for local sports fans is the number one reason they hang on to cable because they're worried about losing that. And just for being one of our listeners, if you go to FuboTV.com slash DK, you get a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. One more time, it's FuboTV.com slash DK for the free trial and 15% off your first month. I've been saying for a while now that I felt that the Penguins to get into a championship gear rather than looking for ways to fill out a fourth line would be better served by creating a third line that's more in the mold of HBK. And by that I mean not the same style. That was a really, really strange trio that worked for all kinds of strange reasons, it would be impossible to replicate. I think it would be impossible to replicate if you brought all three of those guys back. But you would, in this case, be going after a third line that could score, that could house penalty killers, and could move the Teddy Bluger line with Zach Aston, Reese, and Brandon Tanev to the fourth line. That's been one of my points, that last one, for a while now, is to have those guys be the fourth line, have those guys be the equivalent of the uh, Casey Zizekas line that the Islanders use, best fourth line in hockey and all that other stuff. Energy line. Well, Jeff Carter is and has been a natural center throughout his career, including the bulk of his 10 years with the Kings. He spent a lot of time on the wing this season. Now, the reasons for that, from watching the Kings from afar, is that L.A. has filled up the center slots. They've got some young players there. They've obviously got Andre Kopitar still on the top line. And Carter was just moved to the wing. There really wasn't any sort of uh, demotion or anything like that at some point or other. 
that franchise was going to move along from the two cups that they and he, Carter, won in 2012 and 2014. And that was just part of it. So let's let's presume now that Carter can can be your third line center. No way do you get Jeff Carter and put him on something that you're calling the fourth line. So let's dispense with the you know any any uh, pretense that the Teddy Bluger line will be the third line. It won't. It won't. Jeff Carter's on your third line. So if he's your center. And you're with me that Jared McCann deserves to stay up on the second line with Evgeny Malkin and Kasperi Kapanen when both of those guys come back healthy. Then we're talking about Jason Zucker and now you've got like six guys (laughs) that you can put there, you know? Whether it's Anthony Angelo, Sam Lafferty, uh, Freddie Goodrow, who got banged up last night in the uh, in the victory over the Devils in Newark. We'll see what his status is soon enough. But I'm talking about optimally when everybody's back. You know, I'm not even going to mention like. Colton Sevier or Mark Jankowski. I don't know. Maybe I should. All Colton Sevier's done is score every time they've put him on waivers, including a couple last night. But there are different pieces. There are different parts, and they have to be penalty killers. You know, not all of them, not all six, but you've got to have mostly penalty killers. And that's another area where I have questions about Carter because he's done a ton of penalty killing and he's really good at it for a long time. Uh, Has a healthy history of scoring shorthanded goals. So he's a threat in more ways than one. But again, he wasn't doing that extensively in L.A. this season. And I can't be sure why I don't cover the Kings on a daily basis, to say the least. That's another question. Can he move back to center? Can he do PK? What about the power play? Jeff Carter's been a big-time power play performer throughout his career. This year, for the Kings, he had eight goals in 40 games, along with 11 assists. One power play goal. One power play goal. So that's not somebody that you had in a role like what he was used to in L.A. where he was a trigger man. This this guy, first and foremost, and this goes way back to when he came up with the Flyers, was a shooter. I don't want to go so far as to say gunner because he could always do other things, but he's a shoot-first guy. And even there, I have questions. Because in L.A., those eight goals came on 172 shots, representing the lowest shooting percentage of his career. So are the hands failing him or the the speed or none of the above? Is he not getting the right chances with the right line mates? These are all things that are... 
look, you don't make a move like this if you're the Penguins, unless you've dived really, really deep into this. So it's not enough to say, well, Hextall knows Carter, and Hextall was assistant GM in L.A. when they won their last cup with Carter. Hextall was director of player personnel with Philadelphia when Carter came into the Flyers system. He really, really knows Carter. But you also have to know what the now is. And I'm sure that the Penguins had all kinds of eyeballs on the Kings here in recent weeks leading up to this. You've got to check for clues. Is he healthy? Is he dragging? Is he pouting? Does he look like he's done? Is the hunger still there? Is the fire still there? I will assume that the Penguins have done this homework before executing a trade like this, and I'll trust that. But I still have my own questions. I have no idea how this is going to work. I do know this, that entering this deadline period, that I felt most strongly that they needed to get themselves a third-line center with some pedigree, with some size, who could skate, who was right-handed, who could win face-offs, who could even kill penalties. Carter checks every last one of those boxes off in theory. We'll see how it works in reality. When we come back, just one question, also obviously on this subject. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you on this program always by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. They're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania, and they could use your help. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how you can put forth $1 to produce five full meals. pittsburghfoodbank.org And our question comes from Oli, who asks... I hope Jeff Carter works out as well as Ron Hainsey or Matt Cullen. He's a penguin now, so I'll cheer for him. But is Gino hurt worse than we think? Oh, well, that's another one. That's another one. Because that does feel like second-line insurance to an extent. It's not like Jeff Carter can't handle top-six duty. He's been doing it his whole life. So if he were thrust into a spot where, I mean, let's not just say Gino. Why not throw Sid in there, too? If either of them gets hurt at any point in a playoff run, you want to have somebody capable of sliding up to the first line or to the second line and centering. You could say that, well, Jared McCann's doing that now, and maybe he can do it. I, I don't know about that. You could say, well, they tried that with, you know, Evan Rodriguez in different ways, and no thanks. No, didn't even mean to bring that up. 
But with Carter, you kind of have insurance. And let's not forget that in the Penguins' two recent cup years, they they got lucky. You know, neither of those guys got hurt in any meaningful, sustained way, meaning Sid or Gino. And you don't always get lucky. In fact, more often than not, in the playoffs, when you're targeted, and especially when you're in a big, bad, bruising division like the East, not all the teams, of course, but probably about half of them, you're running the risk of injury, and you want to have somebody who can carry you through that. Is there a signal here? Is there a sign, though? No. Uh, The last we heard about Malkin officially was Mike Sullivan saying a couple days ago that Malkin had returned to the ice. This was last Wednesday. And that he was skating. He did not accompany the team on this trip. He was doing so out in Cranberry. Uh, When you're back on skates and you're doing anything at all that's formal and your issue was a knee injury, the knee did not get surgically repaired. So maybe there's something there that's, you know, not all that super serious. Now, at the same time, I can share with you here that I spoke with someone in the Penguins organization a couple days ago off the record who didn't rule out the possibility that, you know, Gino's going to be out a little while longer and it might take up until the playoffs to have him back. Now, this was not definitive, so don't, you know, hear this and go, whoa, no, or whatever. I just, I hear stuff on a regular basis, and not all of it proves to be a thousand percent correct. Everyone with whom I've spoken at the Penguins sounds very confident that he will be back, Gino, for the playoffs. The question is, you know, when is that? How much time does he need? Uh, and then, of course, because we're talking about Gino, what is it going to take to get him back up to speed? Because as we saw, it took a whole month and a half into this season to get him moving around the way he wanted to, which I'm sure has him more upset right now than anything else. So does it mean that Gino is out or some bad news happened regarding Gino? No, no. Uh, Not to my knowledge and not to the latest of the information that I have. Good and fair question, Oli. Thanks for that. Thanks to everybody uh, for listening. Here's predicting we'll be talking about the deadline again tomorrow, right? Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. 
Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.